there's some really good. I was thinking the other day how cool it was, uh, and I didn't see this at any other fucking college party, so I'm I'm taking total credit for this. Okay. Uh, we used to have these really shitty movie posters, like uh, League of a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Extraordinary Gentlemen, and then like we had like a, <laughs> a few other just like dumb posters, and uh, we had no use for them, obviously. So we had like a bunch of parties at our apartment, and I think for like two or three of them we would just flip the poster over and have a bunch of like markers on the table and everyone at the party would just draw. Like there was like a big blank. Oh, that sounds cool. It was actually really, you know, what's crazy is I have completely forgotten about that until you just said that. I remember most of our parties somehow. Uh, I was about to say, maybe there's a good reason you don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah. It's possible. They were, Uh, they were, uh, they were they got rowdy, man. But those posters were really cool. Those posters were like time capsules, uh, and like you know, for I randomly started thinking about it the other day for like no, and uh, it was just such a cool like years later like pulling out that poster and being like, holy shit, you know, why did we invite that person? <laughs> well, there was a lot of that. There was a lot, and a lot of people we definitely did not invite. Yeah, for sure. Like the guy who stole our frozen shrimp right out of our freezer. It, n- who is this criminal? Can we dox him right now? <laughs> I wish, dude. I want. I still want that. He shrimp stole. Back. I think several people's cell phones. Yeah, and what? stole our frozen shrimp out of the freezer. Yeah, there was like two phones that broke that <laughs> night. So you know, we would like put them on like a cabinet or a bookshelf or whatever in the living room. Yeah, it was our parties were usually so fucking chill. Like nothing ever happened, and yeah. then there was one party that people almost got in a fight. Uh, so some people were like molly or something so they started like they randomly were throwing gang signs up while they were playing beer pong and fucking <laughs> those were the dudes who stole I didn't know our that goddamn was a side effect of molly <laughs> yeah you just start throwing up gang signs yeah wow uh, it's dangerous i'm pretty sure it was matt's buddy who yes. they were on lean, lean. sipping lean that's what oh. they were on um i mean if you sip lean and you don't throw up gang signs like I don't think it start. I don't think it works until you throw your up body rejects it. Yeah, yeah. I think you actually have to. I think you have to for the for it to kick it's in. It's not bioavailable until you yeah. do that. Like, yeah, it sits dormant until you throw up again. <laughs> right yeah. until you crack your knuckle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was the guy who stole our frozen shrimp. I think he stole a bag of rice and something else. Oh, and my weed. Yeah. And, and a bunch of broken cell phones that happened at the party. How many pockets does this dude have? They probably they probably just grabbed a fucking bag and just put it all in the bag. And we were all just hammered. Yeah, they, they just like grabbed a happening. shopping cart when he went in your house. It was like, all right, don't mind me. I'll just be just taking what I want here. And you know what? And I get stealing cell- weed cell phones yes. at a college party back in the day. Leaving the cell phones out. I do out, not understand frozen like shrimp. Yeah. Yeah, going into someone's freezer and stealing a bag of fucking golf shrimp, that's it's not... So or going into the freezer and stealing someone's uh, Snickers ice cream box. Okay, here again with this. <laughs> Still hasn't... He's, he's convinced I ate his Snickers bars. Oh, habits die hard, don't they? He's convinced I ate his Snickers bars. <laughs> and you are not going to get me on tape admitting well, to eating your fucking Snickers ice cream bars. I... Always believe accusations against you, Lucas. So I'm on Aaron's side with this one. It's all projection. Mm. He ate my fucking mm. Snickers bars, probably, and he feels all bad about it. So he's trying to flip it on me. <laughs> fucking classic. I don't remember the. I don't remember the time well enough to debate that. But I'm pretty sure it was you who stole my Snickers ice cream. 
It's and I've held on to it for several years. It's been at least <laughs> twelve years, over a decade of accusing me of this. Twelve years of not being able to eat those yeah. sweet, juicy Snickers. I feel like I've been a slave under Aaron's uh, <laughs> accusations for twelve years. <laughs> I know exactly what that feels like. Well, and is that what twelve years a slave is about? Yeah, it's a, it's my life, goddamn story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of just accusing me of stealing of your goddamn Snickers. Snickers. I wouldn't do that to you, Aaron. Well, maybe by the end of the podcast, we'll be able to like figure out who it was, kind of like a who done it mystery type of thing. Yeah, we'll you see. know? No, I mean it was him. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, you know, open and shut. No, we've solved it. <laughs> It's been solved from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. This is like making a murderer now. Like, he's he's already got the story he wants to know. Or he wants yeah, to believe. Sure. Yeah, it doesn't matter what I say. Fucking gaslighting me. <laughs> it's stressing me out. I need to eat a fucking Snickers bar now. All right, well, on that note... <laughs> <laughs> What's up, buds? <laughs> Silence episode of the Earbuds podcast. This is a podcast where a couple uh, very good friends talk about very good albums for a very good amount of time. Uh, we have a we we have a we brought one. We brought one. We brought one for y'all. Yep. We, we have a new em. person on display here, uh, and we're going to talk about. I assume your life story, uh, kind of your career path that you've gone down the trials and tribulations and uh, also maybe this uh, album you brought in does that sound good that sounds outstanding all right and if y'all don't like the album i'm gonna be devastated Ooh. i might hang up early Ooh. Ooh. promise okay and well <laughs> <laughs> but i'm excited Can I that right now uh well we are your hosts for the day me lucas Hot Indrakovs, Brett, Water, Hanrahan, <laughs> and our special guest, one of my best friends from, for as long as I can remember, I can't remember anything before, Aaron Music Penny the Third. I Aww. Think. Yeah. Music. Yeah. Middle name. Yeah, music, okay. yeah. yeah how, how are you liking that? <laughs> Brett was Water. I like that. This is, that's my uh, third middle name now. Aaron Marie music calendars calendars <laughs> Aaron Marie calendars music penny yes the third the third please and is it Aaron, sir uh, is it sir Aaron I don't want to sir, sir yeah when I'm in the UK here it reverts back to just just Aaron just okay. mister all right yeah. <laughs> and Aaron you fucking brought this record for some goddamn reason and that record is caution by hot water music which I haven't listened to high school dude well, you are missing out, my friend. Yeah, what made you fucking pick this album? Because I know you had a bunch in mind. Yeah, I kind of around this time frame, 2001, 2002, is really when I got into like punk rock music. Um, kind of started just riding to school in my brother's car, listening to emo, pop punk, and whatever else, and then just kind of 
veered on my own path of finding Bad Religion, Hot Water Music, yep. um, and really fell in love with this album. Um, and it's, yeah, just one of my favorites of all time. Uh, Man, I remember your band, uh, like, covered in band. Oh, yeah. It was, it was like, what? so wait, how did you first get into punk music? Like, what was it? Like, what did you hear? What was it that got you into punk? I remember listening to Newfound Glory and Saves the Day were, like, the first songs, first bands that I remember hearing with my brother. Oh, your older brother? And then, yeah, my older uh, brother, he okay. did at the time, had listened to um, Newfound Glory and Saves the Day and all the, kind of, that emo scene that was becoming pretty big, Get Up Kids. Yep. Um, and then I remember I was in, like, ninth grade math class and listening to some either a mixtape, like a mix CD on my literal CD player in my backpack, and Alkaline Trio came on, and I was like, and that sold. About did and it. then, yeah, uh, and AFI, as you know. Lucas, yeah, dude, those are your, your big two right there. Yeah. yeah, AFI and Alkaline Trio in high school were the cat's pajamas. Yeah. Y'all should have got this full on the, on the Andreas episode where you talked about black sunsets over Monroeville or whatever. Yeah, no, I I know Aaron would have loved to talk about that one. We've me and Andres have been talking about starting an AFI podcast where we listen. Oh my god! Every episode is just the next album because there's so much of their shit I haven't listened to, and I used to love AFI. They have, I, although I don't particularly like their new music just because it's not my style. Yeah, they are like from start till till now, they've just been professionals. I mean. Yeah. Same band, same group of four dudes. Really, who, like, smart. They know what they're fucking doing. Yeah. And it's cool because I feel like the stuff that I've seen them do and the people that they've, like, kind of, you know, Davey kind of uh, will show up on different people. They still have ties to, like, the hardcore scene. And oh, for they, sure. I mean, they grew up in that. Yeah, and they never seem to have forgotten yeah. that. And I love and I love that early AFI shit, too, man. Everything before Black Sails, I like more than Black Oh, yeah. Just... Same. I like their, like, raw, literal... Minute and a half. West Coast, hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. Just minute 15, fucking perfect. Annoying as hell, like Davey Havoc sounds banshee. <laughs> and I love it. But, yeah, man. So, I would have... Okay, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'd love to be a fly in the wall of that, uh, like, that scene back in San Francisco... What, yeah. Like Green Day came up, AFI, all of them Rancid, came up. right? Yeah. <sighs> Transplants. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. I did. I was the same way with punk, though. My intro to punk was, I mean, for real, for real, was playing Crazy Taxi. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's a killer <laughs> soundtrack. Fucking, it had like almost the whole Grey Race album by Bad Religion. <laughs> and one uh, Offspring record two that was on there and it was basically just those two bands on the whole soundtrack and i didn't know what i was listening to but i was like god damn i love all this music i and love then, how fast it is yeah yeah and it was perfect for the game and then davy uh one of our friends in high school in ninth grade for my birthday bought me the newfound glory self-titled record and i feel like that was a lot of people like me and aaron's age like in our group was that album was huge for us what was your what about you brett you're yeah you're younger, right? But yeah, Lucas said you're a 
You're a punk fan? He is. I'm a punk fan of a completely different era. I'd never really listened to Newfound Glory. Uh, when this album that we're talking about came out, I was seven years old. Uh, and I didn't even know right. about music until like middle school when I was like 12 or something. I don't remember how old. But I, I got into uh, my first bands were like Minor Threat and Misfits. Jesus, you uh, got into the real shit right away, dude. Yeah, I mean, you started from the, really, when people got into punk in the first place, besides the shitty Ramones. and <laughs> Oh, dude, fuck yeah. the Ramones. <laughs> yeah. The worst With all due respect to them, they're time. fucking terrible. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I was, because I was brought up in a very classic music environment in the School of Rock, where they were like, yeah, the music from the 60s and 70s were the best. And so, okay, I guess I'll listen to 80s punk and stuff and like i still like it but i i think it's very cool what's happening with punk these days and i was very much enjoying this album and i was thinking like this probably would have been a very important album to me if i heard this in like middle or high school really it hit you that hard it it just sounds like exactly what i would have wanted to hear in that era it sounds like a I had the thought that if I'd listened to this earlier on, I think I would have liked the Bronx a lot more. Because <laughs> yeah, I got probably. a lot of kind of Bronxy vibes from this. For sure. What was it about yeah, this record that that wanted you that you wanted to bring on? Um, I kind of went between a couple albums. Obviously, Alkaline Trio. Um, thought about AFI, but I knew you y'all had already had AFI. Um, you've done thrice, like seven times already yeah <laughs> yeah at least <laughs> i don't know who to blame for that one i'm gonna blame lucas i think definitely you're right. lucas for that yeah. one yeah yeah um <laughs> nothing wrong with it i'm they're all great albums well, but yeah I kind of waffled between a bunch but this one is just i started to to try to pick the albums i was going back and trying to listen to each one again and see which one still kind of hit me the same way and the way this album kicks off just I feel like catches you immediately and holds on the whole time. So it that's starts a, at a hundred uh, miles an hour for sure. That opener, yeah. that opener, like that's such a great way to open a track, but an even better way to open. A- right. God damn, that intro is so fucking like you immediately that, get hyped. The little vocal yeah. that comes in and then ugh. Yeah. I need a remedy. And Chuck Reagan's voice is so fucking great, dude. It's so great. Yeah, for this it is. Powerful man. I don't know if y'all have heard his um, any of his solo stuff. Um, I haven't. I was going to ask you if you had. I I, I know that uh, some of us got into that. Yeah, I mean, it kind of it's a little bit more tame, but it's still his voice kind of really shining through. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you like his voice in this stuff, you'll you'll like his solo stuff. But this is more like they. I've seen a lot of people call them melodic hardcore online like when this and i haven't heard anything that came out before this so it might have been a little more hardcore like i'm not sure but i don't even know if i would consider this yeah they have um i think this was their sixth album their uh, their fifth album in five years yeah it came out the record every year they yeah they i read some of the reviews actually of this one and like back then it wasn't well received because they were much more raw kind of hard it wasn't the normal hardcore but it was i would call it post hardcore Mm -hmm. um 
little bit. It was unique, definitely. And it had more kind of rock vibes than it did punk hardcore. Yeah, I would say like, um, especially on stuff like Trusty Chords and uh, Wayfarer, it's like more alternative rock than anything. Like, I would but, pretty quickly call it like pop punk. Really. Yeah, I would say some of my favorite songs on this record were more pop punk than anything, for sure. It's just hit the combination of um, Chuck and um, Chris's voice is much more kind of raw than any other pop punk band. For sure. But they're right. like the instrumentals and everything, definitely. And I think that's why people like, they are a hard band to throw into a genre. Um, I like the melodic hardcore because I get some. If you listen to Strike Anywhere, yeah. um, they have that same very kind of gruff sound, but it's more rock and roll than it is like hardcore punk. So it's tough to play some. I would almost compare yeah. them more to Gaslight Anthem than a yeah, punk for sure. Band, they're right? they're good friends with Gaslight there Anthem. There you go. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, correct me if I'm wrong about this. This might be out of nowhere, but it kind of reminded me a lot of Four Years Strong. <laughs> really? To this album. Yeah. What's funny is they both, like, one random genre that I hear pop up is, like, Beardcore or Gruff <laughs> Punk. And if you've seen the Four Years Strong guys, they're all fucking bearded. They all wear uh, flannel. They're, right? mu- they're much poppier than Hot Water Music, yeah, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um,. Their genre is like called easy core. I love easy. Yeah. Pop punk mixed with like melodic uh, metal core breakdowns and shit. Yeah. So much fun. Um, they are really good live, by the way. Four years strong. If they're as tight live as they are on the record, that that'd be so impressive, yeah. dude. They sound great. They're they're a fun band, and they're not. Um, I feel like they're fun, but not in a like Blink One Eight Two immature fun way. Right. They're just you enjoy watching them. They just don't take it's themselves a, seriously. It's a performance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And, and, like, going back to this record, though, we were saying Chuck Reagan's voice, man, like, as fucking great as his voice is, and, I, and I'm, I guess I can't tell when there's someone else singing, because I thought, I would assume Chuck was singing. The, um, but the I would say the lyrics are almost better than the vocals. <laughs> yeah, I, that's, I think, what, and what Brett was talking about probably was, he probably would have related to this quite a bit. And I, I think that's what got me into it. Is like the lyrics are fucking dark, powerful. Yeah, they're right. They have like glimmer of hope in them, but it's still pretty kind of negative lyrics. Um, and as an angsty teen, that was it's the exact stuff you need. That was it. Yeah, it seems like, uh, like you said, in uh, I was on a mountain. He's kind of hanging by a thread the whole time, uh, and it's you know a lot of stuff that's about maybe you know addiction or just some kind of depression or something but there is i feel they always try to give that glimmer of hope that you know kind of optimism that things could get better and that you know maybe let's not try to completely focus everything on how yeah for sure yeah i think like Um, one of the things i like about the lyrics a lot and that's why it kind of remind me of gaslight anthem or even kind of a little bit of alkaline trio is the songwriting is is really good storytelling, too. And that's why I thought these guys were from either Chicago or fucking Jersey or something, because I feel like that's where a lot of those, like, kind of storytelling yeah. punk bands come from, you know? 
um, like working class punk bands kind of. But uh, yeah, that's that's what I like a lot about their lyrics is that it's it's pretty easy to they're talking about like the yeah. themes you, and the content. The they're they're just really well written. You actually said two things that I kind of wanted to that made me think of two things I wanted to talk about on this, and that was um, one. I think it was a review that I was reading of of the album and it said haunting melodies invoking the cadence of a tired 4am blue collars walk home there you go I was like spot on on like very much like how Dropkick Murphys is very for the workers yes um for the blue collar Mm. and these guys are like just fucking normal dudes like Chuck Reagan is a professional fisherman he's just a (laughs) really? I didn't know that yeah (laughs) Um, they're all they're from Gainesville actually, which is where Less Than Jake and Against Me are from. So they kind of grew up, yeah, all in the same scene with each other. One of the members of the band after uh, Hot Water Music broke up joined Against Me. Really? Yeah. No, the um, the drummer is currently the Bouncing Souls drummer. Also, there you go. Yeah, dude. dude yeah, they went on to Bouncing Souls. Yeah, and and one of the guys, I think the bassist went to like he joined Senses Failure. So they all kind of they all did something after this. Census fails a trip, man, because they Buddy, their lead singer, is the only original member. They've had so many fucking members. That's never a good. Song. But they're still touring, still putting out shit. They're touring with Rise Against in a little bit. The band that refuses to die. Census fail. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Just fail already. Um, come on, man. And then I wanted to talk about the the lyrics of the first song. Um, I know yeah. kind of going backwards, but did y'all read anything up on like the meaning behind some of the lyrics in that one? Uh, I kind of just deciphered on my own. Yeah, uh, I kind of assumed it was about addiction or like uh, alcoholism is what I was guessing. <laughs> so this one is hard to decipher on your own. but I'll... So he went on um, a podcast, I think a year ago, whatever, but it was... Krista Makes, the lead singer of Less Than Jake. Love that podcast. Um, and he, they all talk about like an individual song normally, and he talked about Remedy. And so the when he was a kid, like he grew up with these super conservative fucking parents, and he was a rough little asshole kid. Mm, right. He had a bunch of like homemade tattoos all over his body oh, and everything. Shit. That's hardcore. And... So his parents wanted him to get get them removed. So they like hired some guy to come, and this is well before laser tattoo removals and shit. Oh. So they no shit fucking like filleted his skin Holy and cut shit. these tattoos off of him. Yeah. Holy shit! As he was like, a, I'm talking thirteen, somewhere between thirteen and seventeen years old. Wow. And Christ. so some of the, the lyrics. Um, I put him in this note thing so I could... I woke to the sound in the rhythm of rain, dancing down on the window pane. Comatose, eyes have closed, arms wrapped up with the wounds all sewn. Because he, no shit, like, cut it off and then just stretched his skin and sewed it back together. Oh, my God. Holy so shit. the lyrics are, like, literally about him fucking... He said, I'll strip the, strip the gauze for rational self-analysis. Um, counting scars, counting blessings counting blessings loud it's all about like like all the stuff about being in pain is like legit fucking physical torture that he went through yeah that's 
That's crazy. So the so the song is not exactly about trying to get over alcoholism or it. No, he talked about that in his um, in that podcast too. That he never really like he probably had um, some alcohol stuff, but he never really did drugs. Um, his parents sent him away to some like treatment place. It was one of these like where they brainwash you into being fucking normal again. Yeah, his parents were some so he was there for three three fucking years in this thing. Oh my Shit. god! And he said being there, he like. The lyric in there about um, I'll strip the gauze for rational self-analysis. The rational self-analysis is some shit they had to do at that program of like writing down what your issues were and all this shit. And that that's what taught him how to write write about his feelings and write about shit going on. So, um, yeah, I mean, knowing some of that stuff makes that song just never tire of being a powerful song wow yeah yeah man it's i i didn't like the first uh couple times i listened to record the lyrics uh didn't really stand out to me i was just like so into like i love the guitar uh all the guitar work on the record is really good and i love the tone yeah. of the guitars are so fucking beef really distorted i love how crunchy uh but the lyrics were you know at the end of the day the one the thing I started paying close to more and more I listened to the album because once I started to realize what he was actually saying and I think I looked up the lyrics to Trusty Chords because I always knew that song but didn't really know what he was talking about yeah. um, so that was the first one I started following along and I was like whoa these are actually really good and then I just song after song after song I was like really impressed and that adds like so much context I feel like there's a lot of stories on, these, uh, on this record that I probably have no idea walking away thinking I know what the message was yeah I mean, you can't know this guy's whole life, so you got to come away with your own kind of meaning to the song, I guess. For sure. It's true. It's just kind of weird when, like, I mean, there's even songs by Rx Bandits who are my fucking favorite band of all time that I'll read I'll read along with the lyrics and be like, oh, I didn't know that's what you said there. And then it'll give the song a whole different meaning, and I'm just like, I've, my life has been a lie for this. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Pretty much has been. <laughs> yeah. <no>. That's, <laughs> we don't have to talk about it here. <laughs> Uh, but one thing I one thing I did want to talk about on this album is the production, yeah. which it sounds fantastic for, you know, not it's not like 2002 they didn't have some good recording technology. Everything sounds very clean while also having that rawness about it. The drums sound great throughout this record, even if they don't do too much. Uh, I love the guitar tone, like you said. Yeah, it's beefy, dude. The, it's the, nice the guitar and, and the bass is great. The bass was low key one of my favorite parts of the music as the as the album played out. Really? Yeah, because it uh, made me think of Thrice. Weird that you brought up Thrice earlier because I'm just like, this uh, bassist is is too good for this band. <laughs> like they don't need a bassist this good. <laughs> like why does a punk band or an alternative band need a bassist like as good as this guy? But it, whenever I started catching the things, the little little things, like yeah, that. I was really impressed with it with his stuff. Only thing is, I didn't like his tone. Uh, thing I didn't you like. You didn't like the. I mean, it's a nice clean bass tone, right? A little too clean, to me. Sound like oh, an Ernie. Sorry. It sounds like an Ernie Ball bass, and I've always hated the sound of Ernie Ball bass. <laughs> All right. Well, I think at that point you're getting a little nitpicky about it. That's what this show's about. <laughs> I get to. Is it? I get to shit on really <laughs> talented people to make myself feel better. Um, the it's funny you say that the producer of the album 
is like he's produced fucking every he produced three three to four thrice albums what see there's like uh, not a lot of information about this record like, out there so i didn't know that well it it makes sense that he's had all this uh his he's had so many fingers in all these pies you know it shows but it makes sense right it's like he knows this he knows this music really well like that's one of the things again like about the production and probably what made me like the guitars even more was the way that they use the two guitars are is really they're really well done like um they're not always just playing power chords the whole time and it's not always like one's playing power chords and the other one's doing all this kind of like you know noodly stuff like they have a lot of you can tell that there's two different guitars playing in each and the way that they fucking both play their parts they're playing completely different parts and it just adds so much like dynamic to the song and then when they do come in and it's usually like in the choruses or the bridges when they do come in playing the same fucking power chords it's just like a wall of sound it just gets so fucking beefy like every chorus on this record is like a sing-along like bar song <laughs> You know, it's, yeah. I was thinking it's a their bar core for sure. Man. Bar core, dude, for sure. That's why I love like Wayfarers. Just the whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, right, classic. That whole section is just like when we David uh, and I when we saw them at the their 25th anniversary tour. So they did the a previous album, No Division, and then this one in full on two separate nights. Oh, man. And like. Seeing that live, even after 25 years, is just like that's a release, it's a different level, right? It's fun. The uh, the other guitarist was not there. He's the one that's like he's a big reason why they've broken up a handful of times over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Chris Waller. He's got a bunch of solo shit too. Um, but at the tour or the they played a, only a few shows. It wasn't even a tour. Was they filled in with this guy named Chris Cresswell from the band The Flatliners. Okay. Um, worth checking out. They're really good. He's got that same kind of Gaslight Anthem type vibe to them. I love that. Uh, if you like Gaslight, yeah. But he filled in like surprisingly very well for... I mean, everyone went to their 25th anniversary expecting to see like the two fucking guys that yeah. lead this band. But, and I'm looking at, it's um, like literally on this whole album, they switch off every other song a vocalist too. I didn't realize yeah, that. I, I did not sworn notice that whole, at all. Yeah, I could have sworn that was Reagan. Yeah, Trusty Chords is the other guy. Man, I was, Chris. I was watching a They Might Be Giants live show and I had no idea they switched off vocals too. They sound exactly the same as well. When, you, can, when you're in the same band, you kind of just inherit each other's vocal style, I guess. Yeah. And I feel like coming in on a 25-year anniversary tour and, like, having to play this record that's so many... It's, like, beloved to people. That's got to be so intense. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he fucking killed it. And now he's no shit, like, a... Another thing that stands out about, like, these guys just as human beings is this guy is now a full-time member of the band. He's... On their newest album, which is getting a lot of praise, by the way. Oh, wow. Um, he has his own vocals on it. They brought him in. He They, like, let him write some shit for it. And just, like... And it's not just him. The other guy's on still in the band, too. He just wasn't mentally able to tour or do the shows. Who, huh. uh, Wollard? Yeah. Okay. So they brought him in, and Chris, like, they just treat him like family even though he's a brand new dude coming in. That was like, I mean, Brett 
joined Mortalis, like, right when we were just finally getting off the ground, dude. Like, right when we were about to start playing shows, and we had a whole record, like, that had just released and everything, and then our drummer left, and we were like, we're fucked. And then Brett came in and, like, immediately fucking filled our hole. You know? Well, it's so... They must have really liked that guy, man. It it seemed like they really grew attached to him if they just kind of made him a part of the band, and... Like I think, and he's younger, like way younger than them by far. But he, he, talked about it on. He did a podcast with the lead singer Silverstein a while back that I remember listening to. But he had filled in kind of randomly on. I think it was a tour that the guy kind of fell off of because of mental health stuff, and they had asked him to come in. So he, one, I'm not a musician, so I'm always blown away that. People just learn a band's set list and just jump in. Dude, Brett learned like our, it a ten minute amazes song of ours. Me. Like he he like we gave him a weekend to learn <laughs> a ten minute song and he came in and fucking killed it. You motherfuckers gave me your two longest songs to learn. <laughs> what better for test? the first two songs? And then yeah, all the other test. songs yeah. were like three minutes, four minutes. Oh, oh but this one's like <laughs> ten and seven minutes. So go ahead yeah. and learn that real quick. But you did. Uh, but I did. It blew us away, man. I'm a very, yeah, I'm a very big boy. <laughs> so I did it very. That well. really does amaze me, though. Like yeah. as someone who's never learned a instrument and just appreciates the art of music. Yeah. Like hearing those stories that people do shit like that, regardless if it's a major band or fucking Mortalis. <laughs> right. It's crazy. <laughs> like it really is. It's it's impressive. Yeah, I think uh, I. I'm bummed that uh, Matt Skiba didn't get as much of a like welcoming me too because I I was so excited for that and I actually really loved that fucking album. Yeah, and a lot I think of people hated it. Is a great album. I thought it was awesome. Some people are always gonna hate change, and you can't do anything about that because his voice and his performance is not like he doesn't seamlessly fit in like Tom DeLonge. No. There's right, yeah. Matt Skiba is a dark gothic fucking satanist and tom DeLong is tom DeLong. yeah so, but i feel like his um, voice, i love his voice i love his voice it's just like whatever i don't know it's just a different band with them and i i love him we saw him at some beach festival but he's boring as fuck to watch in a pop punk band like an upbeat pop punk band he's not energetic enough no like alkaline trio is different you expect like Doom and Gloom. Yeah, three morose motherfuckers. Yeah, actually, the the other guy, Dan, in Alkaline Trio has a shitload of energy. Someone has and, like, to. screams and goes all in when he's live. Yeah, I'm just... I, I thought Skibo was such a great addition to me, too, because I'd never liked Tom DeLonge. It's just a bummer that everyone hated it so much that I'm like, I don't even... You know? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And now that after Hop has got cancer, yeah. I don't know what they're going to do. Well, he's. I think he's in remish. Yeah. Yeah. He'll, I'm sure they'll play again, but he's with COVID and everything. He kind of just oh, stayed low and careful. wasn't going to do anything. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, cool, cool factoid on this record. Uh, one of the original members of Minor Threat, speaking of them, and he's actually been in Bad Religion like before. Brian Baker played a bunch of guitar yeah. on this. One, so that's really cool. Yeah. Did he really? Yeah. On this one, caution. Yes. I did not know that. Huh. Apparently he kind of That's does great. that. He does like kind of like uh, studio musician shit, and it's just like, well, who doesn't want to get the fucking dude for Minor Threat to play on some of their songs? You know? <laughs> yeah, sure. He, 
when we just saw them on the Alkaline Trio Bad Religion tour, yeah, like that band blows me the fuck away. Bad Religion has been around for 30, 30 years now. Oh, 40 at this point. Like, how could hell be any worse? I think it was like 82 yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. 40. And they still fucking kick uh, ass, dude. I saw them probably like five times in a Full Austin. of energy. Yeah. They're the shit. Yeah. And I didn't realize I was seeing Brian um, Baker playing on stage. Yeah. <laughs> I think he replaced Brett Gurowitz ever since, like, because, yeah. yeah, Gurowitz started Epitaph and he didn't have time for the band. Yeah, he went, like, full on on Epitaph, which, I mean, not a bad investment. <laughs> yeah. I think this was. He did well for himself. I think this was Hot Water Music's first release on Epitaph, which would kind of make sense why it's. Previous. Was it? I don't know. Uh, well, I think we should get in our nugs, but before that, Aaron, I wanted to ask if you had any, like, bullet points about the album you wanted to get through real quick before we talk about our favorites. Um, just real quick, though, the the very end, like, the song The End mm-hmm. is, if you look at the lyrics of it, I loved, and I, something I never realized before until kind of looking into it for this was that it is very book-ended. Um, hold on, my my headphones have died. Oh shit! Uh oh! <laughs> don't pause the recording or anything. Just go go get new headphones. I don't think you can. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let me grab All them right. real quick. <laughs> well, this is our chance to talk shit about Aaron. I mean, how do you think he's been? Uh, for a dude with two A's in his name, uh, not so great. Not great, I w- right? I would give him more of a C. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He's he more like fucking Karen Pennington. Oh my god, too fucking dead. <laughs> Nail him to the cross. <laughs> no, but for real, he's been doing pretty good. Who's yeah, that? so you were saying uh, you, had, you had something you wanted to say about the record. Uh, yeah, I was talking about the the book ending of the lyrics was, and I'm sure it was intentional, but who knows. But in Remedy, they talk about um, the lyrics are I must live to know that healing takes some time and then the lyrics in the final one are now look at our broken bones they want to heal but they don't and I kind of love that as I talked about that a lot of the stuff that they talk about is they've got some hope in there but then the end yeah. it basically says look shit sucks it's not gonna fucking <laughs> like they if yeah, the, we want it to get better, but it just doesn't. So, here we are. Uh, I wonder if it was like, even maybe emotionally intense, intentional, but not like thought, like not mentally intentional. Yeah. Like, because it sounds like they're talking about some real shit on this record. So it's maybe just like whatever headspace they were in. Um, that's just how honest they were being. You know, for sure. They're just like wow, you can take the first line of the first song, the last song of the last song, and they. The last line, you know, and it somehow correlates and, and wraps up the whole rap. Uh, but I like that vibe. and But I think, like, my favorite songs on the album were probably the happiest ones. <laughs> <laughs> For a reason. So let's get into those choice nugs. It is time, it is time, it is time for choice nugs. It is time, it is time, it is time for choice nugs. I'm going to go yeah. first. Yeah. Uh, my first choice nug is has always been my favorite song on the record, and I thought it was the only Hot Water Music song I knew, because I never... Uh, but it's Trusty Chord. Trusty Chords. That's always been my favorite Hot Water yeah. Music song. I love their... Like, 
the guitar work in the chorus, that that like uh, octave uh, little chord that they're playing. Yeah, the kind of the no effects chord. Yeah, Whatever yeah, exactly. Exactly. So catchy and bouncy, but I love the little like just that little the little kitty cat part. So I don't know if this will like ruin the song for you or make you love it more, but like apparently they just spliced this together with a bunch of fucking tracks like guitar pieces that they had been working on and it was like a very fast they slapped together the guitar work and then added the vocals on top of it but really yeah it's like just a bunch of unfinished pieces that they couldn't find places for and they found a way to make it work in this song and then added vocals on top of the track that makes me like it even more. yeah i I love that i never noticed I would have never thought it that. It sounds so fucking polished. It sounds so orchestrated yeah. and like uh, like composed cuz like all those little tiny things like even in the chorus the that yeah. like all of that sounds like this song to me sounded like one of those like, that everyone's just like, "Oh yeah." Like one of them starts playing the fucking octave <laughs> chord. The drummer starts doing his little thing, and then it's just like, oh, that song wrote itself in, in 15 minutes or whatever. Like, that's a really cool story behind it. Well, that's definitely one of my favorites, man. And it has been since fucking day one. I think it yep. was on like a fat, it was on like a epitaph. Uh, what were the epitaph um, comps that came out back in the day? Uh, I don't know. I remember Fat Music for Fat People and the, all short the fat Short Music records. for Short People. Yeah. Uh, but I don't remember what the epitaph ones were called, and those are great compilations, man. Wasn't it just like Punko Rama? Punko Rama. Oh, that was. Yeah. I didn't realize that yeah. was an epitaph until you just reminded me. But yeah, those were great. Yeah. Oh man, those were so. And this was on there, and that was the only song I'd heard. And I think the only the other song that is my other choice nug was like on another. But we'll get to that. <laughs> okay. Brett. All right. What you, about you, man? You, uh, my first. Uh, Narnug on the album is going to be the song right after Trusty Chords. It's going to be I Was on a Mountain. Yes. That's a tasty one. I love that it's song. A, I really do. It's a tasty one. I love the riffs. I think it might be my favorite like guitar playing on the record. There's a lot of these upstrokes that yeah. you never hear in this kind of music that I thought was interesting. And they pulled it off and I, and I love the toms, the floor toms going on. Oh, yeah. It, that just like oh, beef yeah. it up like crazy. And then, like, how half the, you know, they start the toms on the half, and then they go into the cymbals, and the instruments kind of come in. I love that back and forth on the verse. Um, And I thought it was probably my favorite lyric song uh, Mm. with, like, the coolest imagery on it. Uh, Just being, you know, on top of the mountain and then getting the ground crumbling underneath you, uh, knowing that what you're standing on is, is like, nothing. Uh, And just... You know, like every other song on here, an explosive chorus. Yeah, I really like the vibe of that song and the fact that it's the one that actually says caution in it. Yeah, uh, I, I like love that. it when that happens. <laughs> it's like the album title is just a lyric in one of the songs. Yeah, that's a th- this one. Um, 
God, I feel like they, they're just going to keep coming up. But this song sounded like a Thrice song to me. That melody, that chorus melody is just very <laughs> Dustin Ginsburg sounding to me. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, You're right? normally wrong about that stuff, but yeah. Dude, Brett is always confused when I make comparisons. <laughs> it never makes sense to him. Well, because we're, we're from, like, two whole different generations. That's if you true. Fi- if you started finally talking about, like, my chem or uh, fucking... <laughs> I was listening to them today. Or um, Good Charlotte, maybe then we could talk. Then we have a lot in common already. Baptized by the river. <laughs> <laughs> it's little things. <laughs> Uh, Aaron, what was your uh, choice? One of your choice nuts, man. Well, I'll get the obvious one out of the way first, which okay. is definitely remedy, just because the sure the super close one for me. True, like the meaning behind that song and the way it kicks off the album and how it just catches you the whole time is uh, it's the easy easy answer for the choice nug, but I love it. Yeah, yeah, it I was really an honorable mention for me. It was very Definitely. close to being one of the choices. Mm-hmm. Such a cool way to start off the album, like like Lucas said, uh, with these you know vocals come in and the drums are kind of like, oop, oop, and then the, yeah, then the fucking drop. It's a it's such a high ass way to start, and it's so yeah. effective and. You know, that's probably... I don't think we, anyone's mentioned it yet, but like you said, Aaron, like you mentioned the bookend type of thing yeah. with the first song and last song. Like, this does kind of seem like there was some planning and thought put behind. Um, not just in, like, energy and vibe, but also fucking... You look at the credits and it's like literally every other song is like a different lead singer. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I think they did that. They're like, all right, I'll go first, you'll go next. And it's just like fucking Ego did it or, you know, like they that's just the, the, the agreement they came upon or whatever, but... I do feel like the the track listing is like really. Um, I had a bunch of other other mentions like it's all related. I thought it was really good like mid tempo. Uh, the mm. guitars were just super fucking loud on that one like a wall of sound. And then pretty much every song after that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. The, the sense not for anyone. Uh, I love that in sweet disasters that fucking like really dissonant like guitar part during the chorus that's just so like off pudding and weird um, but I would say my second uh, choice snug man and it's my other favorite hot water music song is Wayfarer yeah I can't help it dude I'm such a sucker for that bar core catchy like woes uh, every chorus could be a woe if it's this good yeah such a bar song so good such a group like gang vocal song just the, one of the catchiest, probably the catchiest song on the record. And uh, I love the... It's a very different vibe from the other songs, too. Like, for sure. It's it's, it's so catchy, and it's almost like... sounds like a Me First and the Gimme Gimme's. It, to me, was more of a... The other ones were very kind of introspective. This one was more like talking to the fucking listener. Like, kind of daring them like it's a gamble double down or don't step out if you want to stay in if you're bold i fucking love that start to that song yeah it's uh like you said like they're little like slivers of hope every now and then this one feels like one of those that it's just like it's right before the last song and he's giving that last fucking push to like motivate himself you know (laughs) right before he just meets the end (laughs) but yeah man it's super catchy love the guitar work on it uh, 
and that chorus, I, I, I could listen to the chorus on loop, like, all day. It's kind of like uh, True Believers by Bouncing Souls. Oh, yeah. It's, like, just as catchy and just as, like, fucking, fuck the bro him. I've never liked that goddamn song. Like, this is way, <laughs> this is what I want to fucking. Not a Pennywise guy. No, huh? this is what I want to chant along to with my fucking bros. So that's my second one. Good one. Uh, my second one was tough. It was between Remedy uh, and uh, One Step to Slip was was my other potential, but I eventually landed on track nine. Apparently the only explicit song on the record. <laughs> so my mom's going to be mad about that, uh, but it's all right for now. I that think. one was super 90s. Is it? It felt super 90s to me. It almost felt like... Like, hey, I know you guys aren't going to with me, so it doesn't matter what I say. It felt <laughs> 90s to me, all right? I'm not going to try and find a band to compare it to. <laughs> no, I think I think probably the guitar work that he does, like it's like high up on this weird chord that keeps changing. Uh, yeah, and it, it's that letting the, the, like, feedback thing, too, like during those parts. Yeah. Uh, something very 90s about it, especially the bridge feels like a weird alternative like like a live song or something yeah and it's uh it might be for the uh it's one of the more i'm not gonna say slow tempo songs but it does kind of take a little step back uh from everything we've been going through yeah. and i think i appreciated that about it i liked he, oh, he kept you know returning to how's your weekend i think that's yeah. i thought it was like the way that you just said that <laughs> makes me I'm validating Lucas's uh, comparison because that is very, that's a very <laughs> 90s, very 90s uh, alternative. Like, I'm trying to think of a good, a good band also. But, I know, it's on the tip uh, of my tongue. <laughs> good luck! I hear a very specific band in this, and the first thing I thought it was Pearl Jam, but I don't think it's Pearl Jam. No, it's not Pearl Jam. It's not, doesn't yeah. have better vibes. Uh, maybe, maybe Fuel? I don't know. It's oh, not, I couldn't tell you. It's not Third Eye Blind, but maybe a little bit. Maybe a little uh, bit Brett, of Third Eye Blind. Brett was like eight minutes old when this, the 90s, so. Yeah. I was, just came in out, just coming out. Just came in out. On my mommy's just tummy. Just came in out. Just came in out of my mommy's tummy, and I was listening. You know, I was like, this is fine, but, you know, we'll see. I got yeah. a lot of life to live. We're all a, a product of our time, so. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the bridge where they bring it back down uh, was a cool part. I like how they brought it back in. And uh, that is my uh, second nug, and I'm very curious to see what Aaron's second nug is. I, first of all, love that we all picked different songs somehow with six yeah. of them. That, And that's kind of a testament to me to that this album is outstanding because it, that six, how many tracks are on the album, right? Yeah, 12. 12, and we covered half of them in our, with several honorable mentions. Yeah. Um, my second one is The Sense. Cause I've the really Sense was one sense. I didn't Loved like that, that much. I like the lyrics very much in the song. I didn't like it as much uh, at first, and as the song went on, and every time I listened to it, it grew on me a lot because the guitar is yeah. really cool on it. Yeah. I like the... Definitely love the guitar on it, and then the I'm a, a lyric guy, so the those lyrics caught me. It's very much um, 
basically saying kind of a like, loss of innocence yeah thing, absolutely right? it's all about it's the lyrics i'd rather learn from children i'd rather see their world and all its natural splendor all its harsh distress unknown it's like look this world fucking it sucks i'd rather kind of go back <laughs> and look through the eyes of a an innocent kid who doesn't doesn't see it that way kind of start over type thing yeah yeah so i really like that yeah the you know it's just it shows this this one did hit with me the lyrics uh because i mean i'm sure it's the same with all of us we're all constantly growing and it's kind of hard to you know go back to that i guess childlike view of the world and the amazement of the world and kind of these fresh thoughts and fresh ways of thinking and we kind of get stuck in this calloused uh bitter kind of view of the world uh yep. so that's this one this one definitely hit all those chords with me yeah yeah for sure and i think it's it's uh that's what i like about the balance that they have on the record um same with bands like gaslight anthem that are very like nostalgic it's almost like they're always talking about their youth or you know like old times when things were less complicated or whatever but it's like i'm totally cool with having the dark depressing like reality in the music um but having that little glimmer of hope i think is like what i would how i would define my mental state (laughs) right now (laughs) that it's like it's dark that's good things are hard like it's harder than it needs to be um and it's gonna continue to be hard but it's just like I think it's kind of like a working man's mentality or kind of this blue collar mentality too, or like this blue collar attitude where it's just like, Hey man, I just doing, I'm just doing what I got to do and like trying to appreciate the things that I have in my life and like create this little bubble around me of some love. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, bad. yeah, man, that's definitely like, you know, I think that's why I gravitated towards the more happier songs on yeah. this record because, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to feel that way more these days. It's not something you hear too much in this kind of music. You know, you gotta kind of right. grasp it when you can. I gotta listen to more listen to. Uh, well, with all that being said, I think we it's, it's time to get to the ratings. Aaron, do you want to like go first or last? Like, do you want to judge us as we're doing it? Yeah, I'll do that. Set a scowling precedent. Okay. Just interrupt us as we do our rating. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just like wrong, wrong. <laughs> Try <Bad> again. <laughs> Start over. All right, well then, Bretjamin, continue. I'll I'll go first. You have the floor. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> uh, for my presentation, I present this album that we've been talking about for the last hour. You might have heard of it, uh, Caution by Hot Water Music. I don't know if I said this in the episode, but I've before you brought this album on, I had never heard of it. Wow. Never. I'm excited I, that I could open your eyes to Hot Water Music then. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I think I'm definitely gonna peek into their other stuff after this, uh, but it was it was just so weird to me that I found a band like this that I'd never even heard mention of, and it's like such a big part of y'all's like I don't know I don't know if childhood is the right term, but like your upbringing maybe your musical upbringing. Yeah, I was it. I would yeah. say it sounds like for Aaron. Yeah, for sure. I think part of it is just some of the experiences I had seeing him as a kid 
say as a kid but as a teenager or whatever um some of the shows that saw them out were meaningful i think i saw them with one of the afi shows i saw which is like one of the weirdest experiences of my entire life <laughs> um <laughs> i think i know about that yeah story. with yeah uh bleeding through Someone's opened dad. up and then hot water music and <laughs> afi yeah it was a yeah. chaotic drunk driving experience um while i was in high school of my friend's dad who took us to the show um got hammered while they were at the show she like they had a really awkward relationship she sold his ticket because he was the our chaperone we were fucking high school kids he drove us from houston to austin which is a you know three what three and a half hour drive Three hour that's drive? A long, yeah, that's like a four uh, hour drive. <laughs> so he went yeah. to the gas station. She sold his tickets uh, in line while he was gone. Holy shit. He came back oh, and was obviously fucking livid. He went to some bar in Austin while we were at the show. Uh, we were at uh, La Zona Rosa, I think, in Austin. And Great venue. He, we stayed after the show to meet. Davy, because he wasn't there, so we just happened to still be there. But he didn't. The show ended at like ten ish, something like that. He didn't show up till twelve, one o'clock. Oh um, my god! So we were just two high school kids just sitting out behind this venue, and then <laughs> he went to go take us home, and is just like swerving all over the road. He's just obliterated, drunk. Oh, he got gosh. got lost. We ended up in San Antonio, which is the opposite direction of oh where we needed to go. How? We uh, no idea, but <laughs> oh we God. saw saw the sign that said like "Welcome to the Alamo" or something off the highway, and he like had again before cell phones that had maps and shit. So he had like pulled over to a gas station. I remember him buying a map and just trying to figure out where to go. But yeah, we got back at. I don't know, probably me out. 6, 7 a.m. Uh, they were throwing shit at each other in the car, like throwing CDs at each other. It was just absolute chaos for one of the best shows I've <laughs> ever. Like, this was my first time ever seeing AFI, and I was obsessed with them. So it was a very kind of uh, oh roller coaster <laughs> night of. Anyway, so Hot Water Music was part of that. But. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I, I love this record so much. I do much. feel like that they they are a huge in, influential band for a lot of people, but they have somehow flown under the radar and not been kind of where everyone knows who Bad Religion is, everyone knows who Minor Threat is, everyone knows who right. Less Than Jake is. Against Me is kind of the same way. Not everyone has heard of heard of Against Me. Um, probably give or take with them. But yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad you told that story because that will affect my rating for sure um <laughs> knowing what i know now uh but yeah all, all that to say like i i never ran into hot water music they were not a part of my upbringing and so listening to this album was uh my favorite parts of the album were was the guitar work between the two guitarists or maybe three uh, counting the minor threat guy i guess i guess so uh, and the vocalist voice, which is, I think, a perfect, for me at least, a perfect combination of clean and gruff, where you can still hear the words he's saying, but there's that energy and uh, power behind it. Yeah. I I wish I could have heard the bass a little better after hearing Lucas talk about it like that. Uh, and I think the drums were fine, even if a little bland, 
they did what they needed to do. Uh, and I'm not going to fault them for that. That being said, I think a, there was a good amount of this album that felt a little samey to me and kind of felt hard for me to differentiate just because I've been listening to this song for a week and the more I listened to it, the more I was able to tell the difference. But there are, I think, a good four or five songs that kind of sound exactly the same to me. Yeah, there's like four or five songs that I didn't like as much. Uh, but it's definitely, definitely probably going to pick these two choice nugs, probably going to go back to a couple of these songs, definitely check this album out again, check out this band. Uh, and with that, I think I'm going to give this one a 7.5. Dang, that's good for Brett. What'd you give for your strong? <laughs> uh, I don't know, probably a four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, think you liked him too I much. had listened to part of that episode, like the very start of it, and Brett immediately was just like, "You, why'd you choose this fucking song? Why'd you choose this album? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, really? You chose them to start the new year? I was laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it was such an out-of-the-box band that like I'd kind of heard of, and yeah. I did not expect Lucas to like. But, uh, I love him. But yeah, I probably... I probably gave it less than a 7.5 and that's all that yeah. matters for this episode yeah, I'll take for it. sure <laughs> uh all right well i'll go next because i think aaron wants to finale it finale it yeah um i i think like a lot of the majority of the album i think is just like genuinely just great songwriting uh despite f- agreeing like that uh there were some songs that just kind of like didn't land me too much um, and that's really, I would say, maybe three or four songs. It didn't really stick with me. I don't know. Like, they were the same. But uh, still really good songwriting, great fucking vocals, great musicianship across the board. Um, and even the songs that didn't grab me, like, I, it's the all of y'all's choice nugs were, like, also my favorite ones on the record. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to give it, like, I'm going to give it a 7 point up. Okay. Because Trusty Chords and Wayfarer will always be, like, two of my favorite songs from my high school life. Like, forever. And the other songs, I'll probably listen to them. I have to hang out with again. <laughs> if it comes on shuffle, you're not going to turn it off. Yeah. Like like we said, I'm, I'm not kicking it out of bed for eating crackers. It's all right. All right, Aaron. Well, why don't you go ahead and uh, set us straight? <laughs> uh, I won't... Correct us. I won't go too crazy on it. I, I agree that there are, you know, a couple of the songs on there don't, don't hit you the same. Um, but... Maybe it depends on what your kind of what your mood is that day. There's some days where I don't want to listen to hot water music at all because it is it can be very in your face and kind of down in the dumps. Uh, yeah. And like sure. Lucas said, he's kind of gravitated towards the more positive songs because some days you don't want to you don't want to hear that. Um, but on those days where like that's what I'm looking for, this is definitely a band that I kind of. Uh, fall back to and always am am happy I did so there's you know a couple of their albums are could have been chosen I I think this was a good balance of um, something that y'all would have enjoyed a little bit too I didn't want to kind of start with the more hardcore stuff from the beginning and the more it's harder to please everybody with those ones I think um, I, I think you might be the first guest that actually thought about us in this equation. Yeah, so for th- sure. Thank you very much. 
I want to hear that stuff, though. I definitely want to hear that earlier stuff and see uh, how, how heavy they got. Listen to No Division. It's okay. Um, it's not their oldest one, but it's it's probably their... If you talk to most of the people that have been around listening to them since their beginning, most of them will say No Division is probably their best album. Sweet. Um, but, yeah, I... Personally, I'm going to give this one an 8.5, but that's because I have a connection to it. Um, I I expected at least at least an 8. Yeah, I, yeah. I was thinking you were going 9s. No, I mean, I, I'm i also a realist that there's, you know, some of the tracks even on all of their albums are just not, not for me. But overall, they're very consistent. I think they're, um, they are good people, good musicians, and truly care about the artistry of it rather than the like the reason they broke up back in the day is because chuck was he wanted to keep making music he wanted to stay in the band but he was tired of pleasing uh labels and trying to give people what they wanted as opposed to just making music for the sake of making music so i really respect their and chris like having his um mental health stuff and being able to say hey this is our 25th anniversary we're only playing like four shows of it i'm not in a place mentally to to do that um and to have kind of the courage to do that i just respect them as as people a lot Um, for sure man so yeah 8.5 solid dude i mean if i ever uh decide to cut off my skin off my arms to get rid of these tattoos i'm definitely gonna listen to album again yeah for sure do it just so you can appreciate the album a little more. Give it better than a fucking seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you can uh, tattoo some of those uh, tattoos you sent us on the group chat. Yes. To kind yeah, of replace your replace uh, burn it. marks. Yeah, replace uh, it. Yeah, I, mean, I do like that artist, though. He's out of Richmond, Virginia. I've got a bunch of his, like, he does some individual things, and then he's done a few kind of whole album flashes like that. His name you want to Jared, shout him out real quick? Yeah, Jared, Jared Gaines. Gaines. Yeah. Yeah, really cool, man. His Instagram is awesome. I love, like, his, like you said, he'll do a whole Flash uh, tattoo set for, like, one. And they're always really cool. And I, yeah. I always want yeah. all of them. He does a lot of, like, a lot of the punk festivals. Like, he'll, he normally has a booth up. And I think he does pretty well for himself for, for what he's doing. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I finally listened to this record, man. I've tried giving this... I've tried listening to this album so many times and throughout my life, and I've just like never made it past like track three or four. Uh, and I'm glad I listened to it all. Like I'm glad you forced me to listen to this multiple times. Yeah, good. Try to yeah. the their new album just came out recently, and like I said, is getting surprisingly a lot of praise from fans, which fans never like a band's new album for whatever reason. It's just a thing. <laughs> Seriously. Um, sure. But. It's getting some good good reception. I I really like it. So, but it's it's cool to listen to it and see twenty years later that they're still like still doing going the same at it. Consistent shit. Yeah, I was listening to. Uh, I, I heard the first three songs on the on the new album yeah. that we've been talking, and I I like it. Nice. Yeah, it's good. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to this episode of Earbuds. Uh, thank you, Aaron, so much for coming on. Is there anything for real? Like, I don't know if there's anything you want to plug, or just like absolutely not. Me. But thank y'all for uh, <laughs> for 
for having me and inviting me to to do it. I was excited, uh, dreading it today because, uh, <laughs> you know, when you agree to something and then it comes up and you're like, "Fuck, I'm supposed to do <laughs> this." Like, actually, got to do it now. I am actually uh, very happy I did. I had a good time. Thanks, yeah, man. man. Thank you so much for coming on. I I'm gonna be excited to see you on Lucas and Andres podcast about AFI. Let's do. Starting to think you should be the third host, man. Let's be very proud of you next time. That's we, yeah. All right, <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> yeah, dude, Aaron. Anytime you want to be on, dude. For sure. Super. Yeah, you're always invited, man. This is super fun. It's weird doing this podcast now, like having a reason my friends again. <laughs> Are you yeah. gonna bail on it now that you have your professional weed podcast? Probably. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's too big for it now. Yeah. Yeah. That's his I actual. That's his job. Day. So. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see how long this sticks around. If you keep coming on episodes, Aaron, it'll probably last a little longer. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got one more episode in us. Yeah. For sure. Brett, uh, where can people find us on Instagram? Uh, they can find us at EBP Cast, baby. They can find oh, us yeah. at Jean Luc Guitard, baby. Oh, yeah. They can find us at Brett Hanrahan, baby. Oh, yeah. You can find us on YouTube, Podbean. Wherever you get your podcasts, we're going to start doing shorties soon. Excited to get back into that. That's going to be uh, anywhere you find podcasts, video version on YouTube. Yep. Uh, the, the next album we're listening to is, uh, what was it? It is Melt My Eyes, See Your Future. Denzel, I've listened to this already. So oh, good. boy. I'm so excited. I, so excited to talk about this new record. Yes. Do you know Denzel, uh, Aaron? You listen to him? Nope. Oh, man. He's... What do you think about him? Yeah, what do you think so far? I just said no. Yeah, yeah do we you want to give any, like, blind takes? Oh, terrible. Like, start some contra... Okay. Like, really yes. bad. See, yeah. Okay. That's, we, that's why we have our guests on to start this, like, beef, this controversy. Yeah. A lot of racist undertones. <laughs> yeah. A lot of them. Great. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know the history of Melt My Eyes, that phrase, but yeah, look it up. A lot of racism there. <laughs> yeah. Track three, yeah. especially. All right. Ooh, yeah. well, just save it for the pod, Aaron. Well, save it for the next episode. I don't, some of those words I don't, I don't endorse, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening, buddies. Aaron, what would you, uh, not Aaron, rating. Brett, what would you rate this episode? Uh, I'm going to rate it whatever Aaron wants to rate. Ten. Nice. Woo! Nice. I'm giving Ten it a 9.7. Well, 9.7 for it's me. a 10 so and i got the he left it to me to rate it so yeah so and you know my rating always overrides your i know aaron's a 10 star man so we'll give it a 10 thanks for listening buds we're gonna press stop recording and uh when i count down from three two one you ready yeah. three two one now <laughs> okay this is good <laughs>